All right. Welcome back to our third and final episode of our podcast series at Aldevron on shortening the time from start to finish. I'm your host, Emma Bjorgum, Director of Client Development at Aldevron. Today, we will be discussing our facility growth over time. I'm very excited to have Cindy Biffert and Luke Kroger here with me today. Um, if you could both give just a short introduction to yourselves and tell us a little bit about your role with Aldevron today, that would be great. Cindy, maybe we'll start with you. Hi, Emma. Yes, thank you. Um, my name is Cynthia Biffert, and I have been with Aldevron for over 18 years, and my role is currently serving as the Vice President of the GMP Nucleic Acids Business Unit. Thanks, Cindy. And then Luke, if you could give an intro to yourself as well. Hi, I'm Luke Kroger. I've been with Aldevron for three years now and currently serving in the role of GMP Source Manufacturing Director as well as uh, Pre-Production Planning. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you both with me today to be able to talk a little bit more again about facility growth. And I think the perspectives you'll both bring here from Cindy, your uh, years of experience and Luke, as you've worked with the team on some of our newer facility changes and modifications are going to be really impactful to our listeners. Cindy, I'm going to start with you. Like I mentioned, I know you have a long history with Aldevron. Can you tell us a little bit about where we were with Aldevron's facility footprint early on um, and what that looked like. Sure, Emma. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I've been with the organization for over 18 years, and I can say that in that time, uh, the growth and changes at Aldebron have been, I guess, nothing short of exceptional. When I joined the organization back in 2002, we were utilizing approximately half of the space that was located within a small um, 7,500 square foot facility. And at that point, you know, we weren't really imagining total capacity utilization. But over the next five years, we, we ended up filling that space and eventually transitioned all of our research grade production and QC laboratory resources to another facility, just in order to dedicate that space to our GMP source service. And then much later, probably around 2013, um, we began early GMP manufacturing in that facility as well. Um, I guess regarding, you know, this, the scale um, and changes that we've seen over the years, uh, that's something that's also dramatically changed. And we've talked about this um, in a lot of conversations throughout the organization, how in a short number of years, we went from producing really at the microgram and milligram level to our current state where we have many batches that are exceeding 100 grams. And so just really amazing and significant changes, both for facility and, and scale of production. Yeah, thank you so much for that history and level set of where we were, where we are, have gone, where we have come from. Um, as you think about scale, and I guess before we pivot to Luke for some additional follow-up about today, can you comment as well on how the scale has changed, not only at Aldevron, but paralleled the industry? Obviously, we've seen significant change as we've been able to meet these now milligram to gram requirements is that something, can you maybe just give us some context of what you've seen from the earlier days of CGT to the scales that Aldevron is now manufacturing at? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, all of us at Aldevron are just really thankful for the trust that our clients have put in us to really um, help them along the journey with their pipelines and um, being able to produce and and to grow to meet the scale of requirements that clients have had as they have you know, moved from 
research level needs to truly um, into the the clinical early phase and and for many, you know, moving through to later phase clinical trials, that's really required that ability for us to be innovative and to build um, the scale requirements that our clients have trusted us to be able to deliver to them. And so, you know, whether that would be just based on the, the deliverable amounts of plasma DNA that we've had to produce or other biologics, those are things that we've constantly had to consider and um, think and pre-plan ahead to really become an innovator in the field to allow you know, our clients to um, have the product that they need when they need it. And so, you know, from equipment to facilities to resources from the personnel perspective, all of those things have been an ongoing um, effort and something that we can never, we can never relax on because we always have to be thinking of what is going to be coming and what needs will be in the future. And, you know, it is something that we take very seriously that we would be able to provide and our clients can trust that we will be uh, dedicated to providing what we promise. Absolutely. And I absolutely echo your comments on providing that support for our clients. And you really hit on as well, the innovation that we have been able to help bring to bear in the industry from a scale perspective to meet those later stage requirements um, for our client basis. as we think about innovation, Luke, I'd love to ask from from your perspective, if you could share a little bit about where we are now with our facility. Could you share some information on where we're at with our current capacity, maybe some highlights of our current uh, facility and facilities, um, and any improvements that you maybe want to touch on that we've been able to make in the last couple of years? Sure. I'll start by saying it's a really exciting time as we're in the process of qualifying the expansion uh, of the addition to the GMP campus right now. Um, Progress really has been consistent and in line with uh, initial readiness projections of being able to manufacture in a phased manner starting in May of 2021. Um, And so to our current capacity, you know, we're able to supply multiple 30 and 300 liter single use fermentations at the GMP level. Uh, in parallel with that scaling much higher in in the additional uh, expansion space coming up here. Um, The monthly output that we currently have is 5,500 liters of high-density E. coli culture. Uh, Like I said, we're looking to expand that uh, quite significantly as we go ahead to supply our our downstream processes, which produce the uh, nucleic acid products. Yeah, that's really excellent to hear the uh, trajectory and how we've been able to expand the facility footprint and also to keep that on track from a timing perspective. Again, really, I think highlights the requirements that Cindy was speaking about on the innovation side. Um, Cindy, going back to you, to your side, um, we went through a pretty significant facility move and update in 2018. Um, I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about that is a a moment in time. Um, I'm sure this was an incredible effort from multiple teams to ensure success. Can you tell us a little bit more about where we were since it was such a significant uh, point in history for Aldevron? Yeah, of course, Emma. I guess, you know, maybe to start 
just to share that moving into our new facility really was an amazing achievement. And I think one of the important things for me to share is how deliberate it was in the sense that every single activity was truly precisely planned and scheduled to ensure that we could accommodate all of the production that was ongoing um, within the original GMP facility, but also to ensure proper setup, validation, preparation for the new facility startup. Um, you know, the long-term pre-planning and execution was exciting, but I will say it was also stressful. And resources, of course, required from all departments to really accomplish what we needed to do. It truly was such a collaborative effort, and it was driven by an amazing team that I think truly wanted to ensure that we could deliver on all of our promises to clients. And one of the ways that we were able to do that is we had a zero shutdown time during that transition and move. And that in and in of itself was a huge challenge, but it was the way that we decided we were going to be innovative to be able to accomplish and um, you know not have a shutdown so we could deliver. And I think our entire team just took great pride in accomplishing that. Yeah, that's so impressive to hear uh, to obviously anyone who's gone through a- any type of expansion, move, update to their facility uh, can understand and appreciate the challenge, but to also have a period of, of no shutdown while we continue to serve and um, provide material for our clients is so wonderful and impressive to hear. Um, of course, we're, con- we're continuously excited for what, Luke, I think you already touched on, on the continued expansion of the new facility. Um I know you kind of spoke about output of our scale related to the expansion and our current capacity as well. Can you highlight any key and innovative features of our expansion and how this will help to potentially better serve our clients? As also, in addition, if there's any comments around um, where we see the industry going, we obviously see the trajectory of the number of potential clients that could be headed towards larger scale requirements just from a commercialization perspective. So how do you see from the side of the facility and scale a uh, parallel to that as well? Um, I think I would say that our our platform processes as well as our facility are, are designed one in the same. They're meant to be uh, flexible and adaptable to the growing needs of the industry. Um, I think that the movement to our current campus in 2018 was, you know, a, a tremendous step um, forward in terms of innovation and scale at that time, and while maintaining our focus to patient safety and quality, uh, as well as compliance. Um, at that time, the facility was engineered to utilize um, a certain scale of manufacture, um, which has been, you know, increased over time as well as subsequent needs to innovate downstream processes such as continuous lysis, uh, enhanced filling capacity, et cetera. Uh, I think it was all, you know, part of the design to be adaptable um, as the industry, you know, pivots into different areas. Uh, our facility and our platform processes are both one and the same uh, meant to pivot with the industry. Um, so looking ahead, scaling is more important than ever. Uh, for growing needs such as neoantigen space, RNAs, and proteins, uh, in addition to our strong foundation with DNA. So I think going through the process of commissioning and utilizing uh, the first bill in 2018 has allowed for clarity in how to scale this latest facility addition of the campus such that we can demonstrate our leadership not only towards you know world-class manufacturer of nucleic acids, but as stewards for the industry in terms of environmental responsibility and sustainability. Well, yeah, that's really 
helpful and comprehensive. I appreciate your perspectives there from uh, continued growth and important aspects of not only scale, but just facility and maintenance. Um, and to your point, the environmental impact as well. Um, to round out this podcast, again, the focus here has really been how do we shorten time for our clients? We know that criticality of how they potentially move through their clinical trials and 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 pipeline candidates and then subsequently evaluate commercial perspective uh, is is very critical. I think you both have touched on a few of these points throughout our discussion, but are, are there any closing thoughts you have on how Eldevron's facility and processes uh, and our expansion um, has and will impact time for clients? So Cindy, maybe I'll start with you if there's any parting thoughts you'd like to leave us with today. Yeah, you know, Emma, I think Luke made an excellent point when he commented on the flexibility and the adaptability of the the facility itself, as well as, you know, equipment and all capital resources. We've also had to plan, of course, for human resources and and everything that goes into the building and the, you know, raw materials, et cetera, that are needed. But really what it all comes down to, in my opinion, is we also have redundancy and that truly allows for when the unexpected happens, you are not at a point where necessarily you have a shutdown or, you know, um, delayed timelines. And so again, capital um, or equipment, that that's something that can break down from time to time. And having that redundancy built in really can allow for, um, you know, timing to stay on track, but then the flexibility and the adaptability and just opening up the space itself, that truly does allow for shortened or decreased turnaround time for our clients. Yeah, excellent points. Thank you. Luke, any thoughts from you as well? Yeah, I think uh, I think Cindy's absolutely right that it's a culmination of a lot of things of how uh, clients put their trust in us to manufacture a program through for them. You know, in it, it is the facility, it's the capacity, it's the platform processes, um, but it's also some other things such as, you know, raw material management. That's an area that we put a lot of focus into um, developing efficiencies through our data systems you know, each one of these is a tangible step uh, towards process optimization, uh, manufacturing and quality. So uh, I think that we're putting resources into each one of those areas that's going to come together very nicely for um, developing more timely delivery for clients, as well as our high, uh, high quality carry out. Thank you. No, appreciate that as well. And I think you both have touched on um, unique aspects of the benefits that Aldevron uh, brings to bear to be able to, again, shorten the time from start to finish as it relates to their need to, again, progress their clinical candidates to ultimately benefit patients, which I know we're all here for, um, to help support. So thank you. I feel like I could spend an eternity talking through all of these items with both of you and really appreciate your time to speak to me and to our listeners regarding how our facility impact or facility growth has really impacted shortening the time from start to finish. Thanks for being here, Luke. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks to you as well, Cindy. Thank you, Emma. This is concluding our podcast series. We hope you've enjoyed learning more about Aldebra and how we're dedicated to ultimately serving our clients. Make sure to go back and listen to our other two in the series if you haven't done so. See you next time.
and see you later.